You're listening to the Keep Writing Podcast, a resource for Christian writers who are ready to conquer what's holding them back. I'm Nika Maples, and this is episode 81, Words Create the Path We Take. Did you know that words create the path we take? That's right, and it's great news because something so small can make a big difference. If you can learn to harness the power of your words, you can change the trajectory of your life. At the end of this training, you will be able to use a simple tool to download toxic thoughts and upload healthy ones. All you'll need is something to write on and two different pens. Now you can choose to have a pencil and a pen, or sometimes I use black and a blue pen. The actual piece of paper doesn't matter all that much. You can use a nice journal. I have a nice journal here. Or, you know, you could even use a spiral notebook or a marble notepad. It's not necessarily something you're going to keep forever, but it will be a log a travel log of sorts, and you'll watch your thoughts changing the trajectory of your life. First, we have to go back to the beginning. You were created in the image of God. Now, I know you know that. You've known that for a long time, but most people just let it stop right there. They think that thought stands alone. We were created in the image of God. But what does that mean? When you truly go to the fullness of it, the Lord is allowing you to be made in his likeness. That was his choice. At the beginning of the universe, at the beginning of all existence, he did what to create? He spoke. Now, God could have thought the world into existence if he had wanted to. He has that kind of power. He could have zapped his finger to create the world, but instead he spoke. It was words empowered by Holy Spirit um, breath that created the world. And in the same way, he is inviting our words to have the kind of power that creates. Now, we are not able to, let me clarify, we're not able to create with our words without the Holy Spirit. And we're not able to create with our words anything that God does not allow us to create. So it's not like we are all powerful the way he is with our speech. However, I do think we're missing a lot of the power that he does enable us to have by ignoring this right here, that we were created in his image. He wanted us to be made in his likeness and part of his image is creating with words. So think about words as having power to affect your future. A simple principle is that words are seeds and every time you speak you're planting something that you later will reap. Everything you sow you will reap. Everything you plant you will harvest and the seeds you use are the words that come out of your mouth. And what comes before the word that is articulated? It's a thought. What you create in the future begins all the way back here as a thought in your mind. A thought becomes a feeling that you feel and it becomes a word that you say and the word that you say becomes 
the reality that you will live. Because words come from our thoughts by way of our feelings. Proverbs 18.21 is a great one to post somewhere. If you could just write it on your mirror, put it on a post-it note, put it on your dashboard. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. In this presentation, I'm choosing green as the symbol of life and red as the symbol of death, just for the purpose of pointing out for you that in every circumstance, there is a choice to be made. Here, God is saying that the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So the tongue, it plants seeds, and whatever, whatever we've planted will grow. You know, he made his children to be prosperous. Now that does not always mean money. I think we've twisted the prosperity gospel as a negative term these days because we've, we've misunderstood prosperity. Prosperity is fruitfulness. He made us with such power in our words that if we are filled with the Holy Spirit, then whatever words we choose to say will bring fruit. It will bring bounty, multiplication. So that's fortunate if you have learned to harness the power of your tongue to, to multiply life. It's unfortunate if you do not yet understand the power within your tongue because the negative words that you speak also will multiply, but they will reproduce death. So if you're ready, go ahead and get that piece of paper and your two colors of pens right now. We're gonna start on our exercise. You're going to start using your journal as a mirror for your mind. If you left at the beginning of the day, you would never leave with your hair messed up and without brushing your teeth. You wouldn't leave with the buttons on your shirt mismatched and with toothpaste in the corner of your mouth and breakfast on your shirt. You would always check one last time in the mirror to make sure you're presentable for the world. But we don't do that with our minds. Our minds deserve even more attention than our bodies, our outward appearance. Because while our outward appearance does affect the way people interact with us, true, the hidden secret, the hidden secret is that our minds also affect how people interact with us. And if our minds are unkempt, then we will not have the kind of productive, peaceful and purposeful day that God means for us to have as his daughters. So remember to get ready for the day, to leave the house presentable in a way that you can engage whatever circumstance with confidence and courage. Now, how do we do that? How do we look in a mirror to see what's in our minds? Well, remember that what you think becomes what you feel. What you feel becomes what you say, and what you say becomes what you live. So a lot of times we are all thought, thinking, thinking thoughts that create feelings for us that override our day. So I'm going to stop right there. Before, before going any further, I want you to know this truly is a lesson in emotional health. Learning how to harness your thought life and learning how to harness your, the power of your words will change your emotional health because your thoughts 
change the way you feel. Your feelings change what you say and what you say changes the reality that you live. Let's look at this verse. Here we have the account. This is how Moses sent them out in Numbers 13. Moses gave the men these instructions as he sent them out to explore the land. Go through the Negev into the hill country. See what the land is like and find out whether the people living there are strong or weak, few or many, and see what kind of land they live in. Is it good or bad? Do their towns have walls or are they unprotected like open camps? Is the soil fertile or poor? Are there many trees? Do your best to bring back samples of the crops you see. That's the way he sent them out. He knew before the scouts even left, he knew there would be opportunities to see positive and negative, life and death. And he thought that those men empowered by the Holy Spirit, empowered by Jehovah God is what they knew at the time, would go into the land and see the positive. But that's not what happened. Let's skip ahead and look at the next section when they came back with the scouting report. After exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned to Moses, Aaron, and the whole community of Israel at Kadesh in the wilderness of Paran. They reported to the whole community what they had seen and showed them the fruit they had taken from the land. This was their report to Moses. Look closely at their report. We entered the land you sent us to explore and it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit it produces, but see how the green changes to red? All because they're saying, but. The people living there are powerful and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. But, but, Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once to take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. But, the other men who explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought too. So much is right in here, so much. Remember the thing that turned the green, the positive straight to red was the but? Do you see that it's but every time that brings us back and forth? We go from back and forth from green to red, from green to red, from life to death because of the but. Now, how many times are you changing your perspective because of the but, the exception in your spirit. Well, I know that God could do this, but I know that I'm called to it, but I, I know that I should obey, but the but is what turns the positive perspective of radical obedience 
into a spiral of death and, and destruction, truly destruction. The but is the thing you have to be careful for. Of If there's anything in your spirit, if there's anything you've been saying lately and, and fought, knowing what you should do with and following it up with a but, that but is the exception that will cause more trouble than you want to deal with. So I want you to notice something else. I highlighted in blue a sentence that is a marvel to me. The stop here scouts said, next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought too. Remember how I said, your thoughts create your feelings. Isn't that true right here? Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. See those stop right here scouts, those negative scouts, they thought of themselves as small and insignificant. And the very next thing that happened after they thought of themselves as small next to the giant, they felt like grasshoppers, like insects that could be squashed and what they did with that feeling was create their words and the words created the reality that they were living. And look at what they did next. They started reading other people's minds. They said the giants thought we were grasshoppers too. How could they have known that? Did they walk up to a giant and ask? I don't think so. They just made an assumption. Well, you need to know, you don't know what anyone else is thinking. God has not given you that permission. He is all knowing. He can read everyone's minds. But remember I said you're made in his image, but he gets to decide how much you're allowed to have of his, of his goodness and of, of his character. Well, look, He's not allowed you to read anyone else's mind. So stop thinking that you are God. You cannot read anyone else's mind. How could you know what they're thinking? You might not even know what you are thinking. Look, there will always be both giants and fruit. And you get to choose where you focus. Your mind is neutral. God created you with free will. Your mind is neutral. Your mind is not a Christian. Your body is not a Christian. Your heart, this physical heart, is not a Christian. You have, your spirit is the one who tells your mind what to think. You tell your mind to have a Christian worldview, to search and see what God would have you see. You tell your body to do and take action Based on the mind of Christ, you and your spirit make those decisions. That is not something that your mind knows how to do on its own. So if you just let your mind do whatever it wants to do, it's going to find the path of least resistance, which means it's a whole lot easier to believe negative things when you see a circumstance. It's only a mind that has been controlled by the spirit that 
can see positive and that takes some effort. Your mind doesn't want to do it on its own. Here's how you do a thought download. You're going to set a timer for 15 minutes. Maybe 10 would actually do. Grab two different pens and in one color, write every negative sentence in your mind, skipping two lines between each one. And ask the Holy Spirit to demolish any lies you have been believing. And here's the thought upload part. Use a different color ink and write the opposite sentence underneath the first one. And then you must say, do not skip section six, or step six. Don't miss step six. Say out loud, I choose to believe and read each one out loud. Read it out loud over yourself. You're telling your mind what to think because your mind is neutral. Your mind is not a Christian. I'm saying it again. You've been letting your mind run wild because you thought that by virtue of the fact that you chose to follow Jesus, that your mind but body and soul are going to just do that. No, your spirit is the one that chose to follow Jesus and you have to tell your mind, body and soul how to behave. So you are downloading toxic thoughts and uploading healthy ones. You know that the term download means to take something off the internet and upload means to put something on the internet. You download a PDF every now and then you upload an image onto Facebook. Well, we have swimming in our minds. We have all this negativity when it's left unchecked. You need to download it. You need to take off all that negativity. You need to download it and upload the healthy thoughts that are God's perspective. It's easy to do. I do this almost every morning or even before a big event. Um, if I have to go speak so somewhere or if I'm going to a situation that I think might be uncomfortable and I, I just am like, oh, I don't really want to do this. I don't want to go to that party. I never feel like I'm welcome. I will sit and do a thought download. I will write down, no one likes to talk to me. I'm the most boring person in this party. And I'll write down the toxic thoughts, take them off my mind and say, no, I am worthy of love because God says so. And I choose to believe that. I choose to believe I have value and I'm interesting and I have things to say. You can change the things that you think by telling your mind what to think. Now this is not one and done. You're not going to do this and then never have another, another problem. You're going to get used to it over time. This is part of your journey. Start getting to where you can do a thought download and a thought upload anytime you need to, anytime you need to, to change the outcome. Remember that God followed up the whole scouting adventure with Numbers 14:24. He said of Caleb, one of the keep going scouts, because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will give him the land he scouted and his descendants will inherit it. What a treasure. Caleb got rewarded with the land he scouted. He got the promised land and his descendants got it too. How amazing. All because he had a different spirit. Now I used to see this verse and think, well, does that mean that Caleb was born different? Like he was born more courageous. He's a little more enthusiastic than the next guy. No, what he chose is exactly what we can choose. Let me show you what is a different spirit. I believe it comes back to Romans 12 too. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. See that? Don't conform to the pattern of this world. Look, the first sentences you write down in a thought download, those first negative sentences, those toxic sentences, that is the pattern of the world. That's what's so easy to believe. And God says, stop being the same. Stop conforming to the pattern of this world. Don't be the same. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. In other words, do a thought upload. Be transformed. I don't know how Caleb and Joshua did their thought download and their thought upload. They may not have written in two colors of ink in a journal, but they did something to transform their minds because they were, they're humans just like the, the other scouts. They saw the giants too, but they chose to focus on the fruit. They saw the problems too, but they chose to focus on the promises that God had made. Caleb said, this is what God said we can do. We can certainly take it. He had been transformed by his mind, so what he felt was courage. So what he said was, let's go take the land. And the reality was that he got to live, was that he got to enter the land. Do you see that? Caleb's thought was to focus on fruit and promises. And his thought made him feel courage. And his feelings made him say motivating inspirational things like come on let's go let's obey and then the words he said were seeds that were planted in his future because guess who got to go into the land and inherit it caleb and joshua they're the only two out of all of the israelites that came out of egypt no one else got to enter the promised land except caleb and joshua now the children of all those people who wandered in the wilderness got to go into the promised land, but none of those people did, and certainly not the stop right here scouts. All of them died immediately, but the keep going scouts, they spoke truth and they lived truth later. They spoke promises and they got to live promises later. Your life will be transformed by the words you plant today. You will reap what you sow. I think of this verse a lot, the pure in heart will see God. You remember Jesus said this in uh, the Sermon on the Mount in the Beatitudes, the pure in heart will see God. Well, when I was younger and inexperienced, I used to think that meant, um, well, the pure in heart get a reward because they're so virtuous and they're so pure. They get the reward of seeing God. That is not what this means. I don't think this is what this means. Let's go back to Romans 12 too so you can see what it means. See that second part of the verse? If you're transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. The number one question I'm asked by people after I speak or if they've read my book, they come up to me and they say, how do I know what God's will for my life is? How do I know what God's will for my life is? I just don't know. I can't see it. I don't know what God's will for my life is. And you know what I say now? Tell me about your thought life. Because here's the situation. Right here this says, if you conform to the pattern of this world, which is negativity, lies, self-criticism, self-deprecation, then it blinds you to the reality of God. It blinds you to his will for you and your thoughts are impure. And by that, I mean they're cloudy, they're muddy, they're like unfiltered water, they're full of junk. 
And so, of course, you can't see God's will because your thoughts aren't clear. They're not pure. I'm using the word pure as in clear. So you have no clarity when you're thinking all these lies. Like, how could I possibly see God's will for me if I think my past disqualifies me? God would never want to use me anymore. I'm so guilty because what I've done. Um, I, I'm not talented. I don't have any skills. I couldn't be used for the kingdom. All of that nonsense. How could I then think? clearly enough to know God's will for me. If all I'm thinking all day long is I'm useless, nobody likes me, I'm irritating to everyone, I'll never have friends, how could I see God's will for me through the lies? I can't. That's why this verse says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You start believing the truth, you start doing thought uploads, and you, you clear out your mind and start saying, God loves me, God is for me. God has accepted me. I have the right to be anywhere with any people and I can contribute something meaningful everywhere I go because God is within me. I have the power. I don't have to be afraid. I have the power of the Holy Spirit and the presence of God. I can confidently enter any situation. Then you tell me, can you see the, the will of God for you more clearly? You absolutely would be able to see it. Why? Because you're in alignment with him. See, if God's pouring down his blessings right here, and your thoughts are over here. He's pouring down all the blessings. He's pouring down all the wisdoms. He never stopped. He never stopped pouring down his wisdom. His ways are higher than our ways. He's, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And if we're over here believing lies out of alignment with him, nothing's coming down on us. None of the wisdom, none of the knowledge of his will, none of the blessing. It's not until we say, okay, I'm telling my mind to get into alignment with God. Then what he pours down can, can affect my life because what he pours down is going to directly douse me. It's going to be a deluge of blessing, wisdom, glory, his will, his, the knowledge of his, of his guidance is all going to come down on me because I've told my mind what to do. I have demolished arguments. I have not conformed to the pattern of this world. I have taken my thoughts captive and made them obedient to Christ. I've come under his headship and then the blessing flows on me. So the pure in heart, I'm thinking that means people who have cleared their thoughts enough to see with truth, who are no longer obscured by lies, those people will see God. A key verse for the Keep Going Scouts, and I mean, it's key, it's key, it's key. It's Galatians 6, 7 through 9. You want to memorize this one? This one right here is a serious life changer too. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. And whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. So let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Keep going. Do not become weary in doing good. Because at the proper time you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. Now, listen. It says at the right time, at the proper time. 
God is the Lord of the harvest. So the sticky part for a human being is, hey, listen, you know, I've planted and I've planted and I've planted. And it's about time I see a harvest. I have planted truth. I've already done this. I've already spoken life over me, over myself. I've already spoken life over my marriage. I've already spoken life over my children. I've already planted seeds. Dear, dear daughter of the king, listen to me. You are not the one who gets to decide when the harvest comes. Only the Lord of the harvest decides when it is the proper time. And for each person, it will be different. So you take a position of humility and you keep on planning. He wouldn't have needed to put this in the Bible. Let us not become weary in doing good. He wouldn't have needed to put that in the Bible if it were going to immediately bring a harvest. He knew we would have to wait. And so he says, don't give up. Remember, Remember what I started with, Proverbs 18:21. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. You are designed for prosperity, the blessing and bounty of Eden. That's where you were created. And you carry the Holy Spirit's multiplication within you so that everything you speak spreads. You have the choice to spread life or to spread death and discouragement. You can spread hope or you can spread fear. You can spread um, love or you can spread animosity. It's up to you. So your assignment, start doing a thought download and a thought upload. I would love it if you did it every day. Doing it daily has changed my life. If you want to just do it whenever you're facing something challenging, that would help too. Any little bit helps. Now, I don't want to put another thing on your plate, but I'm giving you the kind of tool that can make a lasting difference. So it's your choice how often you do it. Don't hear me giving you another thing to check off on your list. Following the Lord is very simple. It's very clear. It's not a burden. His yoke is easy. So don't hear me giving you anything else that is on your to-do list. But do hear me giving you a tool that you can access anytime you need it. And the more you access it, the faster you will see change. I want you to notice one other thing. The word thought on this page right here is gray because thoughts are neutral. You get to decide how your brain thinks. You get to choose whether you're going to live from a perspective of faith or from a perspective of fear. You can focus on giants or focus on fruits, but your brain is not predisposed to anything but neutrality. I'm, I see people all the time who think that I just got a, a bad brain. I just always think this way. It's not true. Your brain is neutral. It's your spirit that commands your brain and its behavior because, because you've been given the authority, the creator of the universe, through the blood of his son, Christ Jesus, which was shed for you, for you. So if the first thought that you need to download, 
that you're not worth it. Then do it today. Because Jesus says that you are. You are. All you have to do is believe it. Go forth and conquer for the kingdom. I'll talk to you soon. Until then, keep going. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to see it in its video form so you can see the different colors that I'm talking about in the slides that I use, then please check out my YouTube channel, Nika Maples. The entire video is there for you. And while you're there, please subscribe. Thanks.